Welcome to the Cannabis Corner. I am your host, Joshua Braff, and I'm here with my partner, farmer Adam Teitelbaum. We are going to continue our conversation with bud tenders Haley and Aaron from Kind Care of Colorado, and they are going to tell us a little bit about what it is to be a bud tender in the new reel. Adam was talking about the responsibilities of these people who are faced with one-on-one conversations with people with all sorts of different ailments. I look at this position that Haley and Aaron work at Kind Care of Colorado as being full of responsibility because customers or patients come in and are looking to them in general for for guidance unless they know exactly what they're coming in for, Um, if they've researched it ahead of time or perhaps looked online at our site to see what we have. And when they walk out the door with a product, whether it's flour, an edible, a tincture, a concentrate, etc., they're counting on that delivering for them. So that that responsibility lies on them to get them the right product. Now, we have you know two sides to our dispensary. We have a rec side and we have a med side. So you have to have a med card in order to shop in the medical room, and you just have to be 21 or over to shop on the rec side. And as a consequence of that, it's kind of interesting, dispensaries like us who serve both rec and med patients and I guess have just one entrance to our store, we're not allowed to help people under the age of 21. Do do you guys find that we're getting requests to help people under those ages, children? I wouldn't say requests, maybe... Once in a blue moon, we'll have a patient who is under 21 with a med card stop in, say, hey, can you help me out? So sorry, we only have one front door, 21 only. Um, We'll recommend other dispensaries in town who do have a separate door to their medical side that can serve 18 and under, or 21 and under, sorry. Um, We also see a handful of patients who are caregivers for their kids, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I think we see a lot more of that case at our dispensary than someone who is under 21 with their own med card. So, yeah, I didn't know if you knew about that, Josh, um, and I'm not sure how it exactly works in California. I'm sure it's different in every every state. But even if, you know, you could be 12 years old, 16 years old and have a medical card, but if it's not just a medical-only dispensary or if they do not have separate entrances, as Aaron was saying, that minor uh, or somebody even, not even a minor, mm-hmm. somebody 20 or 18, 19 or 20 can't come in either. But also um, even even coming in as a rec customer versus a med customer, they can be the same thing because there are plenty of people that come in and shop on the rec side for medical purposes. Is that right? Absolutely. So would you say most of the people on the rec side are coming in on a recreational basis or are you able to tell? Is is there a decent percentage coming in medically as well? I would say it's like there's fewer medical customers, it feels like, as recreational is passing more just because you're able to still get your medicine so they don't aren't renewing their cards as much. Um, I would think, yeah. Mm-hmm. The card runs out. The card costs money. Exactly. Well, but, you know, it really doesn't cost that much, Josh. Um, 
here it used to be that you'd have to go to a you know a certain doctor that would just sign for that and and a lot of people still do that i still go to the go to a place like that just because i happen to really like the doctor and i've been going there for so long and that's my case yeah i just like going there um you 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 might be able to go to your own doctor and and get that so you know you might pay about a hundred dollars for the for the doctor's appointment and then it's fifteen dollars renewal for the card now i I keep renewing mine every year just for protection. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. more protected having that medical card in case something were to happen uh, recreationally. So yeah. I, I like having it for that reason. Also, there are different things that you can purchase medically that you can't purchase recreationally, and there's some much stronger products available on the med side. So there are some differences, mm-hmm. but also not that many because some people will think, oh, is this recreational cannabis versus, you know, medical cannabis? It's cannabis. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So there, there isn't a difference and you can buy stuff on either side. Um, it does cost less mm-hmm. on the med side. So that is actually when you're talking about money. It makes more sense depending on how much you're going to be buying in that yearly period to you get, get a, a medical card because you're going to save a lot more money since it's a lot less expensive. Way better value. Mm-hmm. Way better value on products. Yeah. So. Thinking of your question earlier too, Adam, a um, handful of uh, people that do shop on the rec side are asking for help with their physical ailments, uh, mental anxiety, or, you know, anxieties, things like that too. Um, yeah, like without I, medical cards. Yeah, I noticed mm-hmm. that we just last week brought in two pretty high cbd strains on the rec mm-hmm. side yeah yep. um and uh and, and actually i tried both of them they're I thought, delicious i thought they yeah. were both really good really good effects too um so we do we do cater to that where i remember when rec first came out people were thinking oh just you know everything that's you know only really high thc and you still want to have that because there are plenty of people i hear when i'm in the store all the time who come in and say i heard an older gentleman just yesterday what's the highest thc you got in here give me <laughs> <Yeah>. that <laughs> Daily. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that strawberry nightmare. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess uh, the, the key is, is for dispensaries to have that variety, knowing that some people are going to come in on the rec side medically because they don't want to be on a registry. They don't want to go through the hassle, whatever it is, how, how they view that. Yeah, the notion that the only people on the rec line are just looking to have fun and check out the sunset, Those, there's people there with – with all kinds of ailments as well. And it feeds into the needs of kids. Perhaps it's a, a, you know, I'm combining it with the Today Show, which featured two 17-year-olds so riddled by the opioid issue that they walk like a 70-year-old and speak softly, just glad that they weren't part of the statistics of, of kids who are dying in literally dying so quickly that it's extremely important to take a look at what what these kids are getting into so then we go back to a parent is your caregiver your parent is your caregiver in other words a person in colorado who has a caregiving license to some degree is helping their kid because they're positive in a stigma-free world that the cbd that they're offering their child in whatever form that is is obviously helping and getting the kid on a rhythm that might help them veer from more dangerous drugs. So in the new reel, these these are very, very important topics. You've got a line of rec people, but they're 21. You've got a line of med people of all ages, and people are uncertain if the, as you just said, Adam, there's, there's certain meds that are only for the 
medical line. And is that true? Are they what what are they getting that the other line isn't getting? And what do we do about teenagers who are prone to finding themselves in a world of anxiety? And anxiety in 2017 defines itself differently as it used to. And that's a very interesting essay on its own. Is is there an anxiety epidemic? And the chemicals that were not available in the 70s for antidepression are flowing with incredible business results. And you could imagine that the people who are benefiting from those sales are not that interested in what a CBD is because it's cheaper and healthy. So having you guys on makes it make a little bit more sense as you are privy to all these different stories. Adam, other thoughts? Yeah, I was I was wondering because anybody who's familiar with cannabis strains know that there are like a zillion strains. How is it that you guys parse through all that? It seems like it can be overwhelming. What, yeah, what, <laughs> what, what do you do to keep up your knowledge, your knowledge base in order to help people? Um, as you said, it's definitely overwhelming. There, There's something new every day to learn a new product on the shelf every day, it seems. So honestly, I just practice transcendence. You got to be in the now. You got to work with what's at your hands because there's so many different options out there. Some people walk in looking for, like you said, Adam, something with really big THC. And then <laughs> sometimes we get some people in asking, you know, hey, I've heard of CBD oil on that news report. What, what's that about? And then we have to explain everything to them. Um, so it kind of helps to know like a little bit of everything, I think, versus knowing a lot in one area and then not so much about CBDs, right? That wouldn't be efficient for us as bud tenders to not know a little bit about something. Um, all the, the different vendors, they have their information that they send up with their products. There's a lot of information you can find online too, even though research in the United States isn't federally legal, it's hard to find a lot of solid facts and evidence about using cannabis in different ways. However, there are a lot of organizations that do what they can to promote the information about the medical benefits and anxiety benefits about cannabis, CBDs, and other things like that. Right. Not only are there so many strains, there's so many methods of ingestion. There's topicals, there's tinctures, there's so many different types of edibles, there's pills, there's flour, there's concentrates. What do you do, Haley, when you have someone who comes in the door who's never been in before and says, you know, I'm I'm just interested in trying cannabis? You know, what what would you tend to recommend the first method for somebody to try, for instance? Um, I always ask them what their experiences are, if they've ever smoked, if they are literally starting from ground zero, they know nothing, how far their information is that they have. But once I find out what they know and what they're comfortable with, I'll start either recommending a low THC flower, maybe like a hybrid. You don't want to get something that's going to be too heavy for them or too sativa for them because then it can bring on anxiety. And I don't ever want to scare somebody when it's their first time. If they're not comfortable with smoking, which a lot of first-time people are not, there's things as simple as a single-serving edible, which is 10 milligrams. They can easily split it in half, try that out, and see how they feel. And if they're completely scared of all of that, there is always the topicals, you know, non-psychoactive. You just get the pain relief. It's much more of a medicinal product. So they see a completely different side of the cannabis product that way than 
if they were to try to smoke it or eat it. So um, let me ask you guys, is there a protocol for discussing, like, for instance, with a first time or an early user, more of a novice, as far as what do they do if they get too high? This is something I think we talked about mm -hmm. it last week. But is there a recommendation that you guys give for people? Yeah, we've uh, we've heard from other customers and stuff too. Um, CBDs are non-psychoactive in their own right, and they will actually kind of inhibit you from feeling that buzzy head high. So, you know, if people notice that they get too high from THC, we recommend doing a CBD dose as well. Um, you know, if you're doing an edible, again, it's going to take about half an hour before you feel that comfort from your uh, from your too highness or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. The the gung-ho, yeah. Yeah, we know that feeling. Um, I think I've heard somewhere, too, that uh, vitamin B, a complex vitamin B, will help kind of lower your your gung-ho-ness, if you will. So there's there's some options for that. I always like turning the lights down low, playing some mm -hmm. nice music, cup of water with you, just relax as best as you can. Really well put. Yeah. A lot of people face this. Anybody who's been in the culture and says, oh, yeah, I remember that night. Um, this is a staircase, and like Haley said, with someone new, to take your foot on that first step. We don't want you on the third step. Mm -hmm. You're the one. You're the one who's going to say, you know what? I know what the first step's about. Let me see what the third step's about. It's the people who take that edible, and then they're like, wait a minute, I don't feel anything, and then go again, and then you're gonna you're gonna drift in the ocean a little bit, and it's not a great feeling, and. So some of these remedies are really, really important to keep in mind. And this is a game of senses in a big, big way. So music and water and calm and lights and take care of yourself in the now, as was said. Um, what I wanted to know is, so what if I, I came into the dispensary and said, uh, you know, and you were my bud tender, Aaron, and said, I'm having, I'm having trouble sleeping. What would be the... And, and I'm hoping to get some relief from cannabis. What would you tend to recommend? Sure. Uh, as Haley mentioned before, always start with ground zero. So when I hear someone asks, I have trouble with sleeping, I would say, do you have trouble staying asleep or do you have trouble falling asleep? Two very different things. If they say I have trouble falling asleep, I would probably recommend smoking a heavy indica. Um, it's going to hit you right away. Probably recommend it maybe half an hour before bed. You know, don't do it before you brush your teeth. You get that stinky weed breath in the morning, whatever, maybe, you know. Um, so, yeah, just take a couple hits until you start to feel it sink in and then get ready for bed, lay down. If you have trouble staying asleep throughout the night, I recommend edibles. They last longer. They take a little bit longer to kick in before you notice them. So for someone who is afraid of being too high, that's that's not a bad idea. You could be, you'll fall asleep before you feel too high anyways. And then those edibles, since they stay in your metabolism a lot longer you'll be able to sleep a lot longer or, or so i've heard you could have the same thought for for billy and it works and then the next person who comes in is says no and that's part of the challenge of your job is that we are all mammals but we all react differently some people cannabis is a no-go for it seems or perhaps it's their fear or lack of patience for it but it's always important for us to mention that it really isn't for everybody, but we're learning it's for so many. And um, I wanted to also ask you guys to talk about your dispensary, say the name of it and perhaps email either of you. Yeah, definitely. So we work at Kind Care of Colorado. The website is kindcare.co, so kindcare.co for Colorado. Um, you can email us at live at kindcare.com. 
No, wait. No. Kind care. Kind care. Kind, at, <laughs> kind care at live.com. There you go. Kind you care go. at live.com. Eight benefits of CBD for senior citizens. With the growing number of states across the country that have welcomed legislation making marijuana legal, both medically and recreationally, new products are being specifically tailored to the aging population. One such product, which comes in many forms, is cannabidiol, or CBD. CBD, which can be delivered in multiple ways, including oil, vapor, topical cream, ingestible tinctures, or edibles, is the non-psychoactive part found in marijuana. In layman terms, CBD delivers all of the benefits of marijuana without making the user high. The positive effects that are brought on using CBD can be particularly welcoming to seniors. Many seniors are not aware of how medical cannabis can improve their quality of life and how the stereotypical marijuana user and the use has changed. Because CBD is extracted from the marijuana plant, seniors can take advantage of the medical benefits afforded by the extract without the head or body sensation often associated with marijuana. Additionally, seniors have the option of delivering CBD to their bodies in forms more familiar rather than inhaling smoke. CBD is an oil extract and therefore can be added to things like topical gels, tinctures, and edible products. In many cases, these derivatives of cannabis can reduce or even replace the use of harmful and addictive prescription drugs. While this information is only now making its way into the mainstream, the natural consequence is seniors drop their prejudices, face the reality, and turn to the treatment of their minor and major age-related diseases using cannabis. Here are eight reasons why CBD should become a regular part of every senior's health routine as they age. Pain relief, bone health, soothing effects, fights glaucoma, insomnia and sleep issues, alternative to prescription medications, stimulates appetite, and Alzheimer's and dementia. Look into CBD. And we're back on the Cannabis Corner. Farmer Adam and I have a wonderful guest named Donna Lo Cicero, who is a filmmaker out of San Francisco who has made some documentaries and also got in touch with some people who wanted her to think about doing a documentary about them in Marin County. And they're issue was cannabis. Uh, up in Mendocino, they were looking to Donna to possibly make a documentary about themselves and their story. Farmer Adam and I really understand what a cannabis documentary is like since we were in the trenches of it ourselves. And that's what sort of morphed into our connection to spread the word about cannabis as medicine as we are doing. So it's really nice to have Donna here. In front of me is Color Me Stoned, a cannabis coloring book for adults. And when I open it, I see all kinds of interesting things that Donna is going to help discuss. But first, let me read a little bit about it. Color Me Stoned is a coloring book like no other, fun and informative. It's an adult's A to Z of different cannabis strains ranging from the classic Acapulco Gold to the slammin' body high of Zombie OG. Oh, we love that writing. <laughs> Whether you're a lifelong connoisseur, cannabis curious, or simply the proud owner of a big box of crayons, you'll have fun with this hand-drawn, stony-inspired book. Donna, tell us a little bit about how you made your film, and then in the midst of that, I know you went to some big festivals in Marin with it, um, some people approached you. H how did that go? We were up in Mendocino, and we had just had a really fun screening, and... Uh, 
Tell uh, us the name of your film. That you... It's called Three Still Standing. It's about the San Francisco comedy scene. It's on Amazon oh, uh, right now, streaming on Amazon Prime, if you have that, or you can buy this DVD there. And we were having a blast with it because we would travel with the comedians who are featured in the film. Oh, that's uh, Robin Williams, Dana Carvey, to name two big well, hitters. Yeah, but they weren't with us for that. This, they, th- this they is were... three of their friends who are less well-known. Got you. Yeah. So, but we have a serious comedy world here in San Francisco. We know New York and L.A. have that going on. But there's some San Francisco comedians who are local and who perform all over the country and on TV all the time. And so this was sort of about their world, right? Yeah, San Francisco used to be the place to do comedy, to to do more experimental comedy. It didn't have the kind of marketplace that L.A. and New York have where it's about uh, getting on the Carson show for for back in the day, you know, or getting on Letterman, that kind of thing. It was like a place for comedians to play. Right, and there's great small venues here. We're famous for that. So you were approached by some cannabis people in Marin. Right. After the screening, some people came up to me. Women came up to me and said, uh, we want you to do our story. And they had been growers and um, been in um, cannabis for generations, and some were uh, baking. And and, uh, I started exploring that world. We started going. My husband works with me. We both love to work together in in film. And uh, we would go up there and and, uh, film a little of this and that. But we had to go make some money, so right. uh, so it was tricky to go, go keep going up there. And I put the project aside. Filmmaking is extremely expensive, uh, sort yeah. of off the charts. Yeah, yeah. You have to really want it and be able to go find that money. Yeah, it's a passion. So, so one day when I was up in Mendocino filming, we were sitting around this woman, Sherry Glazer, who's big in the cannabis world up there. We were sitting around her kitchen table, and she had some coloring books. And we were just kind of chatting uh, about what we were going to film that day and how we were going to film it. And, and I started coloring, and I loved it. I kind of felt like, oh, I just want to stay here and color. <laughs> you were having a good, a good I can, moment. Yeah. I can put down the color. I can put down the filmmaking for, for today. <laughs> I don't need to lug a camera around anymore. So it, it just got in my head a little bit about how much fun coloring was. And then I have a brother. I have a little brother who's very dear to me and he's an artist and he got hit by a truck about five years ago, four oh, or five awful. years ago. And was in a coma for 10 days, and it was just horrific. But he came out of it. He was coming out of it. He's got some issues. He's got uh, some uh, TBI, traumatic brain injury. And uh, I thought that maybe doing a coloring book was a way to get him engaged in his art and get his brain working a little better. And and there was something that I'm not an artist, but something that I could do. I could kind of hold his hand and get him through it. As a therapy to connect yeah. him again, you know, yeah. get the brain firing. Yeah, yeah, I completely see that. And how did he take to it? He wasn't. He wasn't into it. He wasn't ready to okay. to tackle something like that. But I did the first couple pages, just showing him an example of what I was talking about, and uh, he kind of went, "Oh." I kind of went, "Oh, you know, mm-hmm. this is fun." It's a revelation. And for you. and it really seemed like cannabis. And coloring was a natural fit. It really, you know, it felt like they went together. Like salt and pepper, like uh, mac and cheese, <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> you were seeing a real connection. Oh, I was, because right. they've got some things in common. Right. And and to do it together is, is, is a blast.
cool. I brought crayons. I've got a I've got a question about that for you, Donna. Sure. Did your brother happen to use cannabis at all in his treatment, or has he? No, he hasn't, and I would love some information about that because I, I just saw a little article about TBI and um, and cannabis, and, and, yeah, I would love that. Yeah, there's quite a bit of, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's it's not uh, data driven or lab driven, but there is uh, a bunch of information out there. I actually just sent Josh an article today about somebody using cannabis to help come out of how cannabis helps someone to come out of their coma. Uh, it was an article out of High Times, but uh, wow. kind of kind of interesting, and uh, it really does seem to help as far uh, with people with brain injuries. And I myself suffered a traumatic brain injury back in 1999, and mm. I used cannabis uh, coming out of that, along with pharmaceuticals, uh, some of it I didn't have a choice um, regarding because I was so out of it that somebody else was in charge of my care at that time. But I was using cannabis at mm. that time, and I'm guessing that it really helped because it's shown to have uh, helped with any kind of with inflammation and such, so as well as you know, it can make you feel good. But I was just wondering if your brother had That's... had brought those two together or not. It might be an interesting thing to ask Dr. Lucido about. Josh. Yeah, I, I hear you. A lot of us have relatives and people we know that are not using cannabis but are in situations where they, they might benefit from researching it um, because of generational issues or because of the severity of a trauma like this where he's in an institution – Oh, is he out of the institution? He's out of the institution. Okay, he's home. And he's home okay, and he's he's a really active. good candidate to, mm-hmm. especially with a sister who wrote Color Me Stone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, st- he still has um, issues of uh, short-term memory loss. And so just getting through a day is a little tricky for him in terms of, like, managing money or, you know, where am I supposed to be when. I would love to hook him up with Sarah Payan or Dr. Lacido or... Or someone who is so good at having a discussion uh, with somebody about what they, how they might begin. Certainly, he has to be open to it. Oh, I bet he would be. You have another relative, a mother-in-law, and you have a story about her where she did take it on. Isn't oh, that true? Yeah. Okay, oh, let's yeah. hear that story. Well, when I started working on the coloring book, I knew my in-laws. You know, they're they're wonderful people, but they were, you know, very um, leery of anything. Sure. Uh, cannabis related. It's we just a different a generation. Right. They're 84 and 91 now um, and in pretty good shape, but you know, they're 84 and 91. And as I found out, as I did this book, I, I did more and more research about different strains and I started hearing about topicals and got very curious myself and I wanted, and I thought of them because they have issues. What are they? Do um, you know? My father-in-law has arthritis in his back, and it makes it tricky to walk around. You know, yeah, that's he does. A biggie. That's a biggie for yeah. cannabis. But he's got pain. Yeah. My mother-in-law was born with flat feet, and as she's gotten older, issues have gotten worse, and she's had surgery on both knees, and she's had her whole foot reconstructed. Oh, my gosh. And the foot reconstruction was was really extensive, and uh, the recovery time was very long. And, and the pain was very real. And the pain was very real. And I had been seeing on her face that she was in pain and she wasn't herself, you know, it wasn't quite as good as she can be. And she was uh, in pain and considering doing the other foot, even though it would take months to recover, you know, just 
She was really in a corner. Yeah. So um, she, they go swimming a couple times a week at a pool, and there's a lot of seniors there. And she had heard the seniors talking about cannabis uh, amongst themselves, and she got very curious. So I saw my opening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big opening. <laughs> yeah. You heard it from your peers. Yeah. <laughs> so wait a minute. Some of these genera- some of these generational victims have uh have said, "You know what? There's this, this something is real. here. There's something here." Yeah, and it's been here, here so long and we've been poo-pooing it and now it's in an oil. Mm-hmm. It might not even smell like that right. concert you didn't right. want to be at in the right. 70s. Um so interesting. So tell me about their reaction. Okay, so What's next? Did they? So I got a couple of uh, I got a, a balm and a cream from external, and uh, I gave it to them and didn't see them for about ten days. And I saw them, and it was like uh, it was like the movie Cocoon. You know, they seem, especially my mother-in-law. She seems like she's five, ten years younger. Wow. Um, she looks bright-eyed, and she's taking classes. She's she's excited about things, whereas before it was just kind of, you know, the the pain of getting up and trying to cook for us. Um, just a real challenge. Yeah. Now she's like she's just she's just great, and she's not considering the operation on her other foot anymore. And she says she feels like she got her life back. Incredible, Adam. What do you think? That 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 that's a that's really incredible. One of the more enlightening stories um, by a senior person coming to use cannabis and having such success. And I'm sure I'm guessing that she feels like, wow, I wish I would have started using this. I wish I would have been more open to this sooner. Has she expressed that to you? Yeah, and and more than that, I think she's interested in. Uh, sharing this you know right. with just her like, friends and just and... like her friends had been doing at the pool mm-hmm. you got to hear this mm-hmm. and um i wonder if they're calling it pot or marijuana or cannabis or but they... yeah how do, how do they refer to it oh yeah, more that's... like the 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 cream and the ointment <laughs> right 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 that amazing oh, okay, cream gotcha. that, that's that's comfortable that amazing what kind of illegal success cream? your father-in-law had with it well he's he's a little more um what, what? Is it skeptical or not? No, he's like he's like fluid in his perceptions of life. I don't know quite how to describe him. But he 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 he's not as focused in a, a specific way and down to earth like my mother-in-law is. He's a little more floaty as he goes around and and he kind of goes, "Hmm, how come it doesn't last? Okay, how come okay. the pain relief doesn't last? <laughs> I'm not quite sure about this. Um, but she says he's skeptical, but she's noticed he, he used to take a lot of Excedrin, and she was worried about it for the pain. And, right. and he's not doing that very often anymore. That's a big bullet point is yeah. you got off the drug that your yeah. body has learned to know so well. And yeah. and isn't that a great, great moment for him? It's interesting that he is first saying, why doesn't it last? I mean, that's a positive critique. Yeah. That's, that's, that, has, that sentence has actual pain relief in it. It really does. Uh, and, and, yeah. and, that, and that actually opens up the conversation to what other uses might he, you know, or what other methods of ingestion might he benefit from and really enjoy his life day to day. Yeah, he should be researching and exploring uh, because it is working. And then your mother-in-law's feet, so many people have feet issues and knee issues and lower back issues as they age. 
and the pain can be ridiculous beyond things you know. She had this woman is having a fast and exciting new reel where she's canceled one of her surgeries. I mean, on her foot. Who wants that? So what what a what a good story. And we keep hearing stories like it. We love it when the elderly can get past the stigma, which is strongest for them, because they are great candidates for help in this realm. We'll have more with our interview with Donna Cicero in a future episode of The Cannabis Corner. With 20 episodes under our belt, we are encouraged by the absorption of our message, which is simply that there are wonderful and natural alternatives to both common, severe ailments that we all face daily. We are thrilled to see new listeners and hope you spread the word of this holistic and altruistic message. Farmer Adam and I are rooting for you, and we'll see you next time on The Cannabis Corner.